The following information is intended for educational purposes only. It is not medical advice. The views expressed do not reflect those of this broadcaster. Should you choose to implement this information, please do so only with the assistance of a licensed medical professional. Neither the presenter nor this broadcaster assume any responsibility for any adverse effects or consequences that may result. Google it and you will find that inflammatory bowel disease, or IBD, is a chronic condition that has no cure and that patients will need treatment for the rest of their lives. Somehow that information did not quite make it to a man who is now known as the health watchman. Paul Neeson has been an author and speaker on health for over two decades because he didn't rely on a doctor, he healed himself of irritable bowel disease. And he's about to give you a health awakening. Welcome to The Health Awakening. I'm your host, Scott Laird. When Paul Neeson was just 19 years old, he was told he had a condition that his doctor said had no connection to his diet. The diagnosis was irritable bowel disease. Paul did research on his own and healed himself without doctors. Then he went on to write books and host online shows about what he did and how others can heal themselves all according to biblical principles. Our guest today is known for his no-nonsense truth-telling on Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook, and at rawlifehealthshow.com. He's been featured on The Food Network and is the author of eight books, including The Daylight Diet and Health According to the Scriptures. Paul Nissan, welcome to The Health Awakening. Thank you. It's great to be here, guys. Thanks for having me. And uh, it's a really important message that I want to share today. So I really appreciate you having me on. A pleasure for uh, you being here. So I, I called it irritable bowel disease in your introduction, but you call it something different. What does IBD uh, translate to in your vernacular? Yes, I, IBD, inflammatory bowel disease, is what most people talk to it about. But when you hear the word disease, there's such a negative connotation to it. So I like to call it inflammatory bowel discomfort. So because that's what disease is in general, no matter what disease it is, it's a discomfort. And if you uh, approach it correctly, you heal from the discomfort. But once the disease is there, mentally you think, oh, I have a disease, and you don't look at it the same way. So I like to say inflammatory bowel discomfort. Okay, so that's, uh, you're saying that's not just what you eat and how you conduct your life. Uh, you're obviously saying that there, there's a mental component to healing as well here. Absolutely. Uh, the thing that causes the illness plus healing it on any disease is mental and also physical. All right. All right, well, t uh, take us on that journey. Take us through your healing journey after being diagnosed with uh, IBD. Well, I was diagnosed with uh, this inflammatory bowel disease at 19 years old after eating the standard American diet as a teenager. And I didn't know what to do. And I went to the doctors because that's what I was trained to do. And the doctors just kept telling me I had to be on medication. At 19 years old, they told me I was my high risk for colon cancer. And by the time I was 30, I would probably have that if I didn't cut my colon out. They didn't have any answers for me, but I knew better because everything they told me to do wasn't working. And I wasn't going to cut my colon out. So that's when I decided to look elsewhere. And that's where I decided, I found out that food does have something to do with my diet. The doctors told me there was no connection between my diet and my connection and my disease, uh, but I knew different and I started eating a better diet. And then I made the connection between stress and my condition. And the doctors told me there was no connection between stress and my condition, but I knew different. So the first thing I did to reduce the stress in my life was I eliminated my doctor. And then I started to feel better. And then, uh, so that was the beginning of the path 
of feeling better is uh, seeing the results by not eating the foods that were contributing to my issue. So the first part of your elimination diet was eliminating your doctor. Was that, <laughs> was that the uh, idea? So, so to say, or at least their <laughs> advice. All right, so how did you know, now you were 19 years old at this time, how did you even know to go against what this so-called expert was telling you? Well, I didn't know because I was trained when I get sick that the doctor knows everything. So I didn't know the difference and I did listen to the doctor, I tried to, but everything they was telling me wasn't getting me better, it was getting me worse. And the drugs they were giving me to, to, to heal my condition was creating even more effects. I don't call them side effects, I call them direct effects because they directly affected me. So that's how I knew. And then I just stopped listening to the doctors and I started to just eliminate things from my diet and feel better. So. So what, what, were the, what were some of the first things there that you tried? Like obviously you were eating what? Uh, like how did this? The, the first thing I eliminated from my diet was dairy products. Now I didn't even know what dairy products was at 19. I mean, I knew it was milk because it said right there in a container, dairy milk. But I didn't know it was ice cream and butter and cheese and all these things. And when I found out it was, the majority of my diet consisted of that. So I eliminated that and I started to feel better. And that's when I made those two connections. The first one was that diet did have something to do with my condition. And the next one was my doctor really didn't know about this condition or about much else. Because every time I went to the doctor's office, I would see the same people in the office. I'm thinking if this doctor is so great, these people shouldn't be coming back to visit. So I made those connections and that's where it began. So now, uh, when you went through all of this, uh, how old, I mean, you were, you were 19 years old. Were you living at home or were you uh, on your own? At that point, I was on my own and uh, I was, I was just trying to figure it out. I ate most of my food really late at night. I was eating, like I said, the standard American diet, which if you abbreviate those first three letters, it means SAD. So the SAD diet, which is a standard American diet. I didn't know much about health and nutrition. At that time, I did know about sports and activity, and I was trying to be as fit as possible, but I didn't know much about eating healthy, and I certainly wasn't eating a vegetarian diet at the time. So when, okay, let's bring that up. Well, when did that first start? When did you decide that, hey, maybe vegetables are the answer, I need to cut back on all of this animal stuff? Well, after I figured out that uh, dairy products had something to do with my condition, somebody told me eating animals had something to do with my condition. So I wanted to know if this was true, so I asked my doctor, is there any connection between consuming animals and my condition? And she said, there's no medical studies to show that. So when she told me that, I knew I had to eliminate animals from my diet because up to that point, everything she told me wasn't working. So I come to the conclusion, whatever she tells me, I'm gonna do the opposite, and it worked. <laughs> so I eliminated animals from my diet, and at the time I became what's known as a vegan, which is literally like a junk food vegan because I didn't know the difference at the time. But I stopped eating all animals and animal products. I continued to feel better, and so that kept me on my path, which eventually led me to a place down here, and that was in New York, and it led me to a place down here in South Florida that completely changed my life. All right, well, we're gonna get into that next. We're talking with Paul Neeson about healing inflammatory bowel disease on your own, and we'll be back with more from The Health Awakening. Stay with us. And welcome back to The Health Awakening. Before the break, we were talking with our guest, Paul Neeson, about healing inflammatory bowel disease. And Paul, you had mentioned something that on your journey to healing, you'd figured out that dairy, first of all, was the first thing that was going wrong, and then all animal products had to go because it was the opposite of what your doctor was saying. And then you said you became a, a vegan, but a junk food vegan. And I think it's important for people to know that even Doritos and Coke can be uh, vegan. So uh, what were you eating, and when did you decide that that wasn't good enough? 
Exactly. First, I want to clarify for people that don't know, a vegan is somebody that doesn't eat any animal products or any animals, and they don't talk to anyone who does. I want to clarify that. No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. I talk to people that eat animals and eat junk food, but basically a vegan diet is somebody that excludes all of that. But like you said, a vegan diet can be a healthy vegan diet with a lot of fruits and vegetables or mostly fruits and vegetables is what I now do. But when I first learned about this, I didn't know the difference. And I was eating instead of a cookie, I would eat a vegan cookie. Or instead of uh, chips, I would eat vegan chips. So I didn't know the difference. And I was eating most stuff from a bag, box, container, or can. And that's very processed, not the ideal foods. But I was still improving because I eliminated the animal products. So even a vegan junk food diet was better than a standard American diet. All right. So uh, now, when did you discover that all raw was kind of the way to go, which is, I believe, what you're doing now? Yes. So what happened was I ended up moving from the stressful environment in New York City to a more stressless environment. I ended up moving to West Palm Beach, Florida, and I ended up without even knowing what raw food was moving right next to a place called the Hippocrates Health Institute. It's a raw food health spa where they teach people how to get better from all diseases, including cancer, that doctors had given up on or people decided not to go the doctor's route and they have a tremendous success record. And their main goal is, is raw foods are the most unprocessed foods and the healthiest foods, raw fruits and vegetables and nuts and seeds. And I learned about that. And I was 99% sure I was gonna do this when I first heard about it, but I had to hear it from one more person. So I called my doctor up in New York and I said, well, a raw food diet helped me. And she said, absolutely not. So I knew I was on the right path. And from that day, I started eating a raw food diet and it's been over 20 years now, and I've been symptom-free, and I've helped so many other people get better from uh, this condition. The only time ever in my path that I ever even ran close to having another problem was when I tried to experiment uh, with, uh, everyone was telling me raw dairy products were great, it's different than processed dairy. So I tried including that, and I ended up not feeling well again, so immediately got off that, and I've been on this raw vegan path and I've been doing absolutely fine and helping people get better for all these years. Oh, wonderful, I thank you for doing that because that's so important. I'm glad you're just, you know, regardless of what people say, they, you know, all kinds of arguments people have, but you just keep on that line. And I love something funny that you say, I, I repeat it to a lot of people. I say, you know, my friend Paul Nissan says, my body is not a cemetery for dead animals. That's exactly, yeah. exactly. And a lot of, the, the vegan diet has a lot of uh, connection to a lot of new age stuff and everything else because diet is a physical, emotional, and spiritual, and it's all of those. But it's in the Bible. It's in Genesis 1:29. The food for man is fruits and vegetables. It's plan A of our Creator. In no way I'm saying it's a sin to eat meat. You can eat meat and do it in a healthy manner. But if you're sick, you got to go to the extreme, and the extreme is the original plan of our Creator. That is fruits and vegetables. Okay, let's go. Let's go to that meat uh, topic for a second here. When people say, when the kid, they come to you and they say, "Hey, God allowed us to eat meat," uh, what do you tell them? Well, there's a lot of things that are permissible in the Bible that He allows, but He does have an ideal, and His ideal was for us in Genesis 1:29 to eat fruits and vegetables. Every known nutrient to man can be found in fruits, fruits and vegetables. There's a new documentary out called The Game Changers, which even confirms the strongest athletes in the world eat a, a vegan diet or a vegetarian diet. So uh, on every level, it's his ideal. So uh, allowing meat came after the flood when uh, sin entered the world and, and the man got kicked out of the garden. It wasn't a reward for a man's good behavior. It was a result of, result of their sin. So he did allow it, and it's, it's certainly permissible 
But I shoot for the, the ideal, especially since I have an illness or had an illness. Now, when folks come to you and say, Paul, I don't have an illness. I don't have inflammatory bowel disease. I don't have any sign of cancer or anything. I just want to eat a little better. Uh, do you suggest they go to the, uh, to the ends that you do? Or do you say, hey, you can eat some meat a little bit? Or what kind of advice do you give them? I'm certainly willing to meet people where they're at and where they're willing to go. But I also have to tell people, if you want to get the extreme health, you got to go the extreme measures. So I can perfectly tell people, meet them where they're at and say, if you eat healthy, clean meats, not the meat bought in the store that's drugged up and not good, that's, you know, that's one step in the right direction. But what I found in my studies, eliminating it altogether is the ideal, but certainly somebody can be healthy uh, if they're eating the proper meats. Now, it's very difficult to get those these days, so you're better off playing it safe and going vegan anyway. And I like what you said about if you want extreme health, which uh, you know that's the desire of most people, I think, that want to live for a long time, have extreme health, you have to go to extreme measures. And some people say that that's extreme, but I tell them that I think uh, chemotherapy is pretty extreme as well. Exactly, exactly. And it all depends what we're willing to settle for. Now, many people are running to a keto diet. I'm sure you've run into this, and now people are having some success reversing their conditions. Uh, and that's curious to me. Now, are there different paths to health in your mind for different people? Uh, well, no, it's the same uh, formula for health. Power minus obstruction equals vitality. And I have another book on that subject. But uh, basically, health doesn't begin with what we add to our diet. It begins with what we eliminate. Eliminate the things creating the problem, and the problem's going to go away. And a lot of people sometimes think it might be difficult to switch to a vegan diet. But I mean, in reality, a person could eat the same exact way and just have vegan substitutes and not even make a change in the way they're cooking and what they're doing and still improving their health. But some people want to try different things. Uh, there's different types of diets out there. But what they all have in common and why all these diets seem to work is they're all eliminating something that was contributing to a problem. Now, the keto diet and uh, reference, because you mentioned it, I don't think is the ideal. If you're looking for immediate results in getting ripped up and, and losing weight, it will accomplish that. But in the long run, I don't think it's healthy at all. I don't think it's sustainable. And also, when people get off the keto diet, it can lead to insulin problems and a bunch of other issues. And, and the science is there to show that. So uh, even for quick results, I don't recommend it at all. I just recommend, my, my thing is intermittent fasting. Of people eat too much. So eating less is one of the, the best things. So not just eliminating how much we eat uh, or, or the types of food we eat, but how much we eat and when we eat, not eating late at night. All right, our guest today is Paul Neeson on The Health Awakening. We're talking about less is more, and we'll be back with more. Wait a minute. Stay with us. Hey, I'm Scott Laird, host of The Health Awakening Show. Listen, if you're hearing this podcast right now and thinking, I like what these guys are talking about, I want to get that. Well, come over to my website, LairdWellness.com, because at LairdWellness.com, you can get all the best health products from The Health Awakening Show in one place. That's the whole point of my website. These products are the best you'll find anywhere. In fact, I use them myself. At LairdWellness.com, you can also watch The Health Awakening Show, read my blog, watch how-to videos, and lots more. So if you hear something you like on today's podcast, you can get it right now at LairdWellness.com and use promo code PODCAST to save 10%. 
And welcome back to The Health Awakening. Before the break, we were talking with our guest, Paul Nissan about how cutting things out of the diet is really the key to healing. Usually we're doing too much of too many things. And if we just eliminate things, we'll start to see improvements in our health. And Paul, you had mentioned that uh, intermittent fasting is one of the best ways to accomplish that. Tell us how, uh, how that goes. Well, basically I found out that not only does our creator tell us what to eat and not to eat, Clearly in scriptures, there's clean and unclean foods, but he also tells us when to eat and not to eat. And I have found, I wrote a book called The Daylight Diet. The ideal time for us to eat is during the daylight hours. And that's when digestion works the best. And at nighttime, it's the time for us to be resting and detoxifying and sleeping. When we eat late at night, it stops that process and creates an issue. So there's a, a thing out there they name called intermittent fasting, but it really goes right along with our creator's plan. When the sun goes down, we shouldn't be eating. The world today eats most of their food late at night. This is why we got more books out there than ever before on diet and losing weight. But at the same time, we have more obese people than ever before because people are eating late at night. So the longer time we take from the time we stop eating our last meal to the time the sun comes up in the morning, the better off our health is going to be. It's known as intermittent fasting. I call it the daylight diet, but it works. So the less we eat and, and not eating late at night is the ideal. Now, some people might say, well, in the winter, Paul, the sun goes down in my area at five o'clock. Are you telling me to stop eating at five o'clock? And I would say it probably has something to do with circadian rhythms and, and the light outside as well, does it not? This is the great thing about our creator. The foods he would normally give us locally that grow in wintertime in most environments are the heavier foods that will sustain us longer. So if we eat two meals a day and not eat late at night, and in the wintertime we usually sleep longer as well, we do better. The foods in the summertime when the days are longer and the daylight is longer, he has is, is more uh, digest easier and more simpler. They're more water rich. So we could eat more in the summer and we have longer time to eat it. So it goes perfectly in tune with, with that. Now my daylight diet I recommend doesn't necessarily say never to eat when it's dark outside, but that's the ultimate goal of the daylight diet. But just try not to eat many hours before going to sleep is, is the first step in doing that. So it works perfectly with his plan and the foods that grow naturally locally. And it's best for us to eat our foods as local as possible for so many reasons. You know, I, I used to live in Canada and we noticed that uh, the native people who lived up there, any kind of ailment that they had, uh, wherever they were in, uh, you know, they were nomadic people. So wherever they were in summer or winter, wherever they were, there were herbs around where they settled to heal anything that was going on at that point in the year. And possibly in that environment as well. See, the creator knows his plan, even though man's trying to destroy uh, the soil and the nutrients and, and, and hybrids and uh, GMOs, but a creator knows and his plan works no matter where we are. Paul, I have one more question for you. Uh, real quickly, we have a couple of minutes left. Uh, you actually have a website called healibd.com. So and there's a 12-step process there. What's involved? Well, I don't know if exactly 12 steps, but there's, uh, I think, 12 videos. It might be more than 12, but basically it takes somebody who's dealing with inflammatory bowel disease uh, through the steps of what to eat when you're going through an attack or what not to eat or for maintenance diet and so on. And it covers all the bases, what I found to be the best. Now, I have found there's more than one way to, to heal this, but the stuff I recommend and suggest is the ideal way, the simplest and the most effective for the long run. Okay, uh, one more question. What is your focus right now on social media channels that you have? You're out, out there on a lot of things. Uh, what is the topic you feel right now is most urgent? Uh, from a diet standpoint or just in general? Uh, just in general, anything you feel important that needs to be brought out. Well, for me, uh, I think our creator designed us and just as if our car breaks down, we would take it to a mechanic to get it fixed. 
or we look at the glove compartment in the book that says how to fix that car. We have a maker, we have a creator, and he told us in his book the ideal way to live for our overall health and well-being. All so right. I recommend people use that Bible and uh, it works. All right, well, we're talking about how to heal yourself with what grows out of the ground with our guest, Paul Nissan. We'll be back with more from The Health Awakening. Stay with us. Welcome back to The Health Awakening. Before the break, we were talking with our guest, Paul Nissan about taking things out of our dieting, eating what grows out of the ground. And Paul, something we wanna take out of our lives in general is something that was put in about 100 years ago, and that's vaccines. How do you feel about this whole issue? Well, it's understandable that people wanna to try to stop certain viruses from spreading, but the way they're going about it, I think goes against scriptural principles, and it also goes against health principles. The common vaccinations that are used today uh, and given into little children to prevent disease and old people today is actually making our health worse because the chemicals that are in there is destroying our immune system. And unfortunately, a lot of people don't understand this, or maybe they do regardless, more people are getting sick and more people are getting disease than ever before. So I think we really need to uh, be careful uh, with this whole idea of what the media is pushing on people saying vaccines are, are, are required and we need to put them in our children. I think it's uh, detrimental to the whole environment and a whole civilization if people continue to put viruses in their bodies instead of building their immune system to avoid these viruses. Now, one such virus uh, really got some media attention several years ago, and they're talking about this now with a, with a vaccine. We're talking about Ebola. What's this all about? Well, uh, a lot of people don't discuss this in the United States anymore because unfortunately when something comes to our country, people get worried, but when it leaves our country, they don't. But uh, the, our creator has told me and showed me that uh, this Ebola thing is more serious than ever before, and I call it Fearbola because there's nothing more scary than this illness taking place out there today. And I do believe they're already making a vaccine for it. And I do believe sometime this year in 2020, they will be having an Ebola vaccine that they're going to require every American citizen to take. And it's the most toxic, it's going to be the most toxic thing we've ever imagined. And I think we're going to be forced to take it, uh, otherwise, be cut off from. Our bank accounts and everything. Uh, this is just something that I believe, but I see it happening in the making. So I want to warn people about this. Fear Ebola is more harmful than Ebola. So we need to be careful with this. And I believe the flu shot, the measles, and everything else they're talking about now is just a training ground for getting people to see how much they're going to take these vaccines. So when that rolls out, people are going to be scared enough and ready to do it. Paul, I think we've run out of time today. Thank you very much for your time. Where can people find more information about what you're doing? My main website is healthwatchman.com, but I'm also all over social media on Facebook and I'm on Instagram. As far as I know, I'm the only Paul Neeson on there, N-I-S-O-N, but if the guy doesn't have a beard to look like me, it's not me. So Instagram, Facebook, and healthwatchman.com, and that'll lead you to all my other channels and everywhere else. Wonderful, thank you for joining us today. Our guest has been Paul Neeson, the Health Watchman. Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next time for another Health Awakening. Thank you for joining us today on The Health Awakening. You can catch the replay of this episode and see our complete show archive at healthawakening.tv. For more information about our guests today and all they have to offer, please visit their website on the bottom of your screen. And please remember, the information you saw today is intended for educational purposes only. It is not medical advice, nor do the views expressed reflect those of this broadcaster. Should you choose to implement this information, please do so only with the assistance of a licensed medical professional. Neither the presenter nor this broadcaster assume any responsibility for any adverse effects or consequences that may result.